Hi, I'm Ethan Kim, and you're listening to Break the System from My Technique. Hey everyone, welcome back to Break the System, the show that breaks down systems through science. Are you in a relationship? Before you come after me for asking a personal question, it's more of a trick question. Everyone is in a relationship, maybe just not a romantic one per se. Friendships, professional connections, your pets, office relations, and etc. all count as some sort of a relationship. I know they're not all lovey-dovey, but hear me out for a sec. They all affect you in some way, shape, or form, negatively or positively, or maybe it's just completely neutral. From our childhood, we've been forming relationships with all sorts of things like locations, people, and objects. What if I told you that, surprise, positive relationships can help boost your self-esteem and help you improve some of your productivity? It's a pretty common sense thing if I bring it up, but we're going to go through a little bit of the nitty gritty and make it a little bit more spicy than, you know, a counseling session per se. So grab a coffee or something, tea if that's up your alley, and let's break it down like we always do here. So what exactly are we talking about when I say relationships? It's the associations we make between person to person as individuals and various places slash objects slash people. They can be negative, positive, or neutral. I've talked about associations before on the podcast, maybe a couple times already, so go check those episodes out if you're interested in hearing more about them in particular. Basically, the important part is that sometimes we can't control when we make these associations. In other words, they happen unconsciously. On the other side, we can consciously control some of these associations, namely human relationships. Now, whether we get to choose to have a relationship can sometimes be not entirely up to us, like a roommate or a new coworker. Those relationships, however, can have an impact on your self-esteem in both positive and negative ways. So why self-esteem? Well, you sort of need self-esteem in your work, right? Some of us let our work define a part of who you are, and self-esteem can be reflective of our work. If we have a low self-esteem in our work, we won't be as proud about it, and we won't be able to have the full ownership of that work as we would like. So, a recent study from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that positive and negative relationships can affect self-esteem in both good and bad ways. This is simply due to a simple mechanism of feedback loops built into our brains and psychology. It reinforces good behavior and calls off the bad ones. It's like if your mom yells at you for doing something bad as an infant, you're probably not likely to do it again. And on the flip side, if you do something good, you get rewarded and you learn to associate that behavior with something good. So this reciprocal link also happens with our self-esteem and social relationships, meaning that they feed back into each other in this feedback loop. In case you don't get a clear picture of what I mean, here's a couple scenarios for 
an illustration of this. So let's say at work there's a manager. You've probably already heard of this kind of manager from friends and family. They're the kind of type that doesn't really do much for you and only sees you as someone that does their work. There's nothing in terms of helping you develop in your own profession. They don't clarify their expectations for you. Basically, they're not helpful in any sort of way. This is obviously a negative relationship and the drawbacks here can be quite severe. Not only does this impact how you view your work, but like I said before, if you're the type of person that lets your work define a part of who you are, then it leads to now a decreased view of your own self-esteem. Not to mention a growing sense of frustration, disappointment, all the negative things you can think about that are work-related. This consistently feeds back into each other, creating a negative feedback loop that can be hard to avoid and get out of without professional help. On the flip side, let's say that manager gets fired. Hallelujah, it's beautiful. You can see the angels coming across in the, in the sky here. It's a whole new world. And they've now managed to hire a new manager. Not only are they attentive to your professional development, they provide additional resources for you and are even mindful of your mental health. This fosters not only a good professional relationship with mutual respect, this elevates your self-esteem and starts to feed off each other. You can kind of see where this is going here. It makes this positive feedback loop for you to look back on and improve as now you're not going to be limited by a growing sense of frustration, but rather you might be even looking forward to coming to work and improve upon your previous practices or even just do a better job at a repetitive task. This is great and all, but what happens if that manager doesn't get fired? Well, an article from the Harvard Business Review talks about this. The authors say that this negative environment can not only cause stress-induced illnesses, including burnout, and common illnesses like the cold and general fatigue, but it can lead to even further costs down the road for a business per se. So one of these two costs is known as disengagement. You've probably experienced this before in some way, shape or form. You can't seem to find the purpose in your work, lose sight of why you've entered that job or profession in the first place, and can't really get into the swing of doing your work and maintaining a rhythm. This is super costly to a business as studies from Queen's University and the Gallup organization say. Not only is there a higher rate of absenteeism from work, they have nearly 50% more accidents and 60% more errors. You can see how this is a pretty bad thing. Not only are they having almost 50% more accidents happen just in a year, they're also getting 60% more errors, meaning that these errors can lead to accidents and vice versa. The business as a whole then profited a near 20% less, a whole one-fifth. The other cost is the loss of loyalty, but we're not really going to talk about it much because we're not in the business of, you know, growing a business, but rather growing a better sense of what we're possible of and building strategies to help you become more productive. 
So following that train of thought, what can we do about these negative relationships that are in our life? Well, you're a little bit out of luck as there's not that much we can do from a scientific perspective. Negative relationships or just bad relationships in general are there and the best that we can do is slowly decrease the amount of interaction that we have with them and eventually cut it off. Or on the flip side, you might be able to salvage that negative relationship and see exactly what's the problem between you and the other person. This reconciliation can sometimes lead to an even stronger relationship afterwards. If we go through the route of avoiding that person entirely, it could fuel what's known as learned avoidance. It's basically where we just avoid situations that we don't enjoy and it becomes more of a primary response than we want to resort with. We don't really want to do learned avoidance at all. But there is something we can do for relationships that we're not sure about yet. Maybe these are not fully matured and you haven't had that many interactions with the person. Evaluate that relationship as of now. Obviously for friends and family, they'll be the easiest to self-evaluate. You know, are they supportive of you and your goals and achievements? Do they encourage you to do your best and vice versa? Those are what the authors of that study say are positive relationships that help nurture your self-esteem even until the age of your mid-60s. So, you know, go out and catch up with a friend, see how they're doing. See if you can be a supportive friend and I'm sure it'll be helpful for not only retaining that friend, but many possible things ahead. In other words, be a good friend and be supportive for your friends when and if possible. And for those negative relationships, try and see if you can turn the narrative around or if that is impossible figure out a way to not have as much influence from those relationships as possible i'm gonna leave it at that for this week here's to good friendships and catching you again next week stay productive and stay curious thanks for listening to this week's episode of break the system i've been your host ethan We'll be back with more episodes of Break the System every Thursday. If you're interested in our other podcast series, make sure to check out the Canvas series, which airs every month. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. If you found any of the tips helpful, or just simply enjoyed the episode, you can leave us a 5-star review and recommend our podcast to friends or colleagues that might find it useful as well. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.